back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Uh, Noah Russo alongside myself this week. Unfortunately, Justin won't be able to record today. He's down with the case of the sickness, but it's not COVID, which is good news. So this is actually my first time recording on my own. So bear with me as we uh, explore the world of hockey and the Florida Panthers in this episode today. To start off, we're just going to go around the hockey this week, and to no one's surprise, another scandal in the the making. Uh, Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL, the Western Hockey League, unveiled an alternate jersey a few days ago uh, commemorating their, their previous logo and their previous jersey design in the 60s. Um, for some reason... The, uh, the, the none of nobody in that organization thought that the logo might be a little suspect. Um, nonetheless, they unveiled the jersey, and to no one's surprise, it was overly controversial. It's been taken down uh, since then. The WHL had to step in, but not a good look. Uh, I I don't really want to. Express what the design was. It was truly just in poor taste. Um, you know, it, it's something that might have been okay in the '60s, but doing it in 2021 just seems unnecessary. Uh, you got to kind of take a look at yourself. And Prince Albert was clearly not able to do that, which is very disappointing. But it's it's so. What's even more disappointing is we we have another one of these scandals in hockey like it seems for the past month even the the entire off season to be honest it's just scandal after scandal in the hockey world kind of exposing this false narrative around the culture that's just really toxic when you think about it and what, what prince albert did was just also in poor taste and you know I'm surprised they didn't uh, take down the the jersey on their own. The WHL actually had to step in. Uh, it's it was it was a disappointing situation, especially for you know a seemingly good organization like Prince Albert, who's been to the Memorial Cup uh, a few times now. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, for now, the jersey's never going to be worn. I hope they didn't make any extras of those because they, 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 they definitely won't be used. And it happened just after National Truth and Reconciliation Day in Canada on September 30th. Uh, so definitely not very well timed either. Uh, th- there's never a good time 
to to have one of these scandals, but definitely one of the worst here uh, with, with, with all that cultural context in the background. So disappointing on the Prince Albert Raiders, but uh, at least the, the right thing was done. The jersey's not going to be worn and it's been taken down. So good on the WHL to have stepped in and intervened. Staying on the uh, Canadian West Coast, uh, this week, the Vancouver Canucks uh, finally signed Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes to extensions. Uh, the it was it was long overdue. Uh, frankly, I think a lot of people were just were, were waiting on that. Um, Quinn Hughes is getting six years with a seven point eight five million dollar AAV. While Elias Pettersson gets a three-year deal at seven point three five million, I I don't think there there's any surprise that their contracts are clocking in at that um, price point. Um, I really like Quinn Hughes's contract. I think that he it, offensively he he is truly unique and is is among those elite po- defensive point producers in the NHL. Uh, defensively, it's a bit of another story. Can struggle at times. Not a huge guy, so uh, can have trouble getting the body in there. But it's six years for less than eight million dollars. I I think that's a fantastic contract considering how much the other defensive free agents got in the offseason. That's just that, that's just facts. Um, you know, we saw Dougie Hamilton get nine and a half million dollars per year for uh, seven years there. Uh, the Seth Jones extension, uh, technically an extension, I suppose, in Chicago, uh, which was, I think, right around $9 million. But um, I, I definitely think that the Canucks get away easily with this one. Uh, also, the uh, the Kale McCarr extension. Was, I, I think Kale McCarr is probably your best comparable for Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes being just maybe a, a bit bit lower lower end than McCarr. And McCarr gets a five-year deal, or sorry, a six-year deal at $9 million per. So the fact they could get Quinn Hughes to sign for $1.2 million less than Kale McCarr, to me, is is quite an achievement on, on, on the Canucks and their cap situation. They really needed a win there with those two contracts. So a big fan of this Quinn Hughes contract. Um, the, the Elias Pettersson one sort of surprised me. Uh, I thought he could have gotten more money than that, but I also thought it should have come with a longer term. He only gets three years and at 7.35, I think there's no doubt that he's going to um, overproduce for that contract, uh, I, I really, he's he's their best offensive player, so I don't think I think it's a very safe contract in terms of the amount given. The problem is that his final year of that contract base salary is ten point twenty five million. That's gonna come back to hurt the Canucks very very hard in. What is it? Two seasons, three seasons when they try to ex- extend him. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Uh, but for the time being, 
for the next three seasons, he will be a Canuck. And it's a very nice price point for them. It lets them not really have to use uh, any other... They don't have to trade any assets away to make cap space to sign these two guys. And um, it's they, they get a pretty good-looking team for the next three seasons with Elias Pettersson, I'd argue. Uh, the big, big issue in this is you're not leaving yourself a lot of room to sign Brock Besser when he's going to be an RFA next year with arbitration rights. So that's going to be a really, really interesting situation to to follow. Um, and then there, there's also the reality that the Canucks have some good offensive prospects coming in. Um, Vasily Podkolzin, I think, is expected to play with the Canucks this year, which should be. Um, pr- pr- I- I'm excited. I think he he's he's good, um, but we'll we'll see how he can adjust to this North American pace of play. Uh, I I think that it's going to be hard for him to really produce in his first in his rookie season, just because you know he's going to be buried in that bottom six most likely because they have so much other depth in the top six. That being said, next year, if they do have to part ways with Brock Besser, he becomes a pretty good candidate to move up the the food chain in Vancouver and take one of those coveted top six spots. I think there's no doubt about that. Meanwhile, I, I think have a pretty good pairing in uh, in Quinn Hughes and Oliver Ekman Larson, obviously they're probably not going to play together, but those are two really really good uh, top two D's for for your team. That being said, that's offensively. Defensively, it's going to be really interesting to see how this Vancouver team can uh, stack up to the competition. They. Their goalie situation, they got Yaroslav Halak back. Uh, uh, not back, but they got him in free agency. So it'll be interesting to see how, how many times he's called upon during the season, depending on how Thatcher Demko can carry the load. I would expect him to start a majority of the games easily, but you do have a very reliable backup in Yaroslav Halak. Now, the... I, I think that's that's a safe thing to say. You never know. Uh, I think the Braden Holtby fiasco last year was a surprise to everyone when he just didn't perform at all. Uh, and then they had to buy out his contract, which was definitely not ideal for a, a, a team in a very precarious cap situation. But the, the Canucks, really, they, they have a high-risk, high-reward team for the next few seasons. They, they have potential to be one of the best teams in their division. It's a very weak division this upcoming season. So you, you really never know. But it also comes with a very high amount of risk. You don't know if your defense is going to be able to hold up. You don't want Thatcher Demko getting peppered every single game even though he is getting paid more or less to do so. So I I think it's going to come down to is 
their higher end offensive capabilities are those able to outweigh their lower end defensive capabilities so are they able to just score more goals than they get scored on which sounds very rudimentary but it's it's going to be very tough for for these Canucks um they they do go against uh some some high end talent at the NHL so you're not going to be able to rely on that decor to you know hold the opposition to a shutout every game I think that's completely unrealistic and you're probably looking at one of the teams that's going to give up the most amount of goals against this season um we'll we'll see how it goes but I think there's a lot of optimism with the Pedersen and Quinn Hughes re-signing so uh, good on the Canucks for doing that and we'll, we'll see how it goes from there before we get into some actual Panthers news, I'm just going to do what is usually Justin's job, but I'll try to do it to the best of my capabilities. It's your favorite ads from DraftKings. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Taking off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving... New, new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place bet a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your states, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. Call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, that was definitely, I think, below average for one of our ad reads. Justin's so uh, poetic with it, but I think I managed okay. Now, let's get into some Panthers news. So, let's start off with the what, what I'm most excited to talk about, which is Justin Sardiff. So, I, I got to see him play on Saturday. Uh, the, the Vancouver Giants were visiting the Victoria Royals, so... Since I work for the Victoria Royals, I was at the game. I was hoping for a Royals win. Unfortunately, the Giants came uh, came away with the five uh, nothing victory over my Royals. But nonetheless, I got to see Justin Sourdiff play, and boy, 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 is it a treat! Um, he started off by scoring the opening goal, which ended up being the game winning goal. A really, really uh, interesting play. Uh, was able to. Uh, capitalized from a turnover on the Royals side and was all alone with none other than Fabian Lysel, um and two on one and it was 
not too long that the puck was in the back of the net, courtesy of your boy, Justin Sardif. Uh And then on the second goal, he got the secondary assist, of course, because why not? And the the Giants kind of really ran away with it early. But Sardif wasn't able to really play the entire game. Unfortunately, he got a game misconduct midway in the second period. Uh, kind of ended up jumping a, a Victoria player, Bailey Peach, unfortunately. Uh, I, I'm not sure what, what went on in Sardif's head, to be honest. Uh, he just kind of took his gloves off and started punching without any retaliation. Uh, it was just kind of a weird scene. Uh, and unfortunately, Sardif got, got tossed for that. But in, in hindsight, it was very well-deserved. Uh, he, he, that, that's exactly what, what should have been given. And it, it was really, really fun to watch him. Well, I mean, when he wasn't scoring against us, because it's a guy who can do just about everything. Like there is genuine reason to be excited about this guy. If you're a Panthers fan, like he is just so good with, but like probably more importantly, without the puck. He's able to anticipate situations so well. Uh, he was able to get a breakaway off of a intercepted pass at the blue line on a penalty kill. Like as soon as he's able to capitalize on those opportunities, he just kind of uses his natural talent, which is really his speed, to take advantage and just dominate the game. It was very much a sight to behold. And there's a reason why the, the Panthers gave him a contract and the, the Giants made him the captain this year. He is an exceptional player, and there's so much reason to be excited about him to wear a Panthers uniform. Uh, I, I think there's no doubt about that. He's really able to do anything. He plays on the power play. He paint, plays on the penalty kill. Incredibly effective at 5-on-5. Five five. It's it's really, really amazing. Um I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in a Panthers uniform within the next two to three seasons. It's he, he has that potential. If he's able to keep kind of growing into his role and evolve as a hockey player, I think the, the sky's the limit for this guy. So that I, I, I was really interesting to watch and absolutely enjoyed um, the, the times he wasn't scoring on us. In other Panther news, some more personnel change. Uh, unfortunately, Sam Montembeau got claimed off of waivers by the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we, we knew this was a possibility. Uh, we knew that there was just no room up front, uh, not up front, in the back, in the, between the pipes for Montembeau in the NHL this year. So uh, the, the decision was made to, to send him back to the AHL. Unfortunately, he wasn't waiver exempt, so... He, he was, he had to um, go through waivers. Montreal claimed him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what his role is there. But I mean, it, it's it's bittersweet. It's a guy that the Panthers were, I think, very high on, and it just didn't really work out between going to get uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and then. Um, you know, Spencer Knight coming in, there was just, there's no future for, um, for Montembeau in the Panthers organization. So 
it, it's bittersweet, but I think the Panthers can can survive. I think the um, and now Charlotte Checkers will survive. Uh, they will have some decent goaltending this this season. It, it just won't be coming from Montembeau. Uh The the interesting story in here is he, he might actually get that backup spot in Montreal. Uh, there is some speculation around whether or not Carey Price will be ready for the start of the season. And I think if he's not, we can fully expect to see Montembeau back up Jake Allen in those first games. Um, which, as, as much as it would suck as a Panthers fan, um, it, it's kind of nice to see him get that opportunity elsewhere so um best of luck to him it's it just it didn't work out you know um that that happens but uh we'll move on uh the Panthers played an exhibition game last week we talked about the first game against Dallas they played another game uh this one they won by a decisive score of 6-3 including four goals in the first period of play. That is just so exciting. So impressive. Um, it, it just, I, I think this team has so much potential this year. Uh, Barkov got it started and then uh, added on another point, an, an assist in the first period. Nudavara getting on the board, and Mackenzie Wieger, and Kevin Connaughton. That's three goals by defensemen. So it, it's it's going really well. There's so much excitement to be had around this team. I I I just I can't wait um, to actually like for them to actually play a regular season game. Um, you know, Montour's been having a great uh, preseason. So has Huberto. Uh, Reinhardt got his first. In a Panther uniform, it was preseason, uh, at the very, very end of the third period, which was awesome to see. I know there was, I'm pretty sure this was the game that there were, there were having a little streaming issues online, but the Panthers won, so th- th- that, that, that was very fun, even though we weren't able to watch the entirety of the game. Uh, just so much excitement to be had. Like, I, I, I don't even, like, I can't even explain like how fun it's going to be because it just means so much more when nobody else sees you coming, right? We, we've talked about this time and time again. It's it's so exciting because no one, no one expects the Panthers, I don't think, to be as good as they're going to be this season. I, I, I really think that. I think there's there there's very little doubt in my mind that the Panthers are going to have a significantly significantly better season this year. And that says a lot because they had an amazing season last year. Um I I think they are probably top 3 in their division. We'll have a full rankings episode or projected rankings episode at another time when uh Justin's better, but it, it's it's pretty it's pretty exciting. One highlight of uh, Friday night's game, however, was Sergei Bobrovsky. He stopped 11 of 12 shots for a 9.17 save percentage. I know, not a huge sample size, but still has to be a bit exciting. Like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, and I know I am, but it's it's much more... It's 
you feel like he might be getting a handle of it. You know, you you feel like you have the potential to see maybe that Vezina caliber Bobrovsky. Um, the only goal he let in came on the power play, a nice shot by Gorianov. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he performs uh, this this season. Unfortunately, uh, Chris Gibson gave up two goals on 16 shots uh, in only one period, though. Uh, so he, he definitely got peppered significantly more than Bobrovsky, and he should be that calming presence that you can rely on in uh, Charlotte with Montembeau gone. Uh, I, I don't think Gibson makes the team. I You know, you've got Spencer Knight in net. He, and Sergei Bobrovsky, you really don't really you really don't have room for a third goalie. So uh, unless unless one of those two gets injured, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But it, Chris Gibson looks like destined for that starting spot in Charlotte. So I'm excited to see him. Uh, kind of gives me Chris Drieger vibes. I, I it could be you know, but like same similar path as Chris Drieger and. You know, you never know what can happen if he was called to action in Florida to 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 um, goaltend a few games. You know, not a lot of NHL experience, just like Chris Drieger and same age group. Like it's it'd be pretty exciting. Um, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Of course, I've said that a lot now on this podcast, but you never know. Uh, but he'll definitely be that AHL like calming presence that you can rely on to to have a competitive season down there, and with with guys like um, Lindell that you're not sure where they're gonna get uh, option to, um, it, it's gonna be gonna be pretty pretty interesting to see uh, how how that Charlotte team shapes up. All right, uh, last but not least, we're going to go back to around the NHL and talk a bit about uh, the All or Nothing series starring the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, spoiler alert who anybody for anybody who hasn't watched, the Maple Leafs do not win the Stanley Cup, so it is in fact nothing, not all. Uh, but I've seen two episodes now. It's pretty. It's it's very well made. Well, you know, they they didn't cut corners. Very well produced. Will Nar Will Arnett does a great job of narrating. But it's really interesting to to see how like a team operates and to to draw a parallel with the the episode we talked about with the uh, the Leafs article online that was just baiting us into answering, and we did. I I don't I don't buy for a second that this team is better than the Panthers. Like the Panthers, in terms of professional professionalism and everything, it's just it seems like a a, a notch higher than a team like Toronto. Um, you know, you kind of get to see the guys behind the scene and there, there was just, there was one particular scene in the second episode where Jimmy VC, who had just been brought in by Toronto is FaceTiming his cousin, I think. And Joe Thorne comes in and annoys him. And 
I don't know why, but like I just kind of felt like there was a disconnect between those two players. I, I don't want to like t- throw any shade at, at the tr- at the Maple Leafs in this department, but you know Jimmy VC is a Harvard graduate. Like he's not he, he's he he might just be the sharpest tool in the shed, and it just kind of seemed like the intellect levels didn't align in the show. That's the vibe I got from that interaction and the the subsequent stuff. And then t- telling us the 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 Mikheyev comparison that we, that we saw um just seeing that guy speak and like just kind of like speak about his role with the the team and like when Sheldon Keefe interacts with him when um when Dubas interacts with him like I know for a fact Hornquist is better than that. Actually, I think the Hornquist comparison was with um, Simmons. I think this might be the Owen Tippett comparison. Like, I, it's just it speaks volumes to me. It the the Panthers seem so much better off than the than the Maple Leafs. It's not even funny, and I, I'm looking forward to finishing this series. But so far, it's been interesting. But it's a shame that we won't get to see the Panthers beat the Maple Leafs in that series. We'll have to wait a few more weeks for that. But man, oh man, am I looking forward to that. Uh, really excited for the start of the season. I think these preseason games are only getting better and better and really making a, giving us like just a taste of what to expect during the season. So I think if you're a Panthers fan, you have to be excited right now. There is... This is, I don't want to call it the golden age, but it's going to be an amazing sight to behold. And with that, uh, I'll end the podcast and we'll see you guys next week for another episode with Justin, hopefully next time. All right. Thank you. Take care. Back.